I'm Alexandra Kreis and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. In my own search for self-understanding, I have met people from all walks of life. I bring to you a taste of these encounters. Hey, Shira and Uli. Thank you for joining me in this podcast. I'm very grateful that you made your time. I'm very helpful. As you know, we all have come together from different parts of our lives, the three of us, right? And you in particular, you traveled a lot, Shira, and Uli too, because Uli picked Shira up. Shira, how do you, how do you, do you remember all your travels? No, no not you, all of them, but well, the most of them. Uh-huh. Which travels do you remember? Uh, what kind of travels? The travel to Costa Rica, back to Germany, then back to Costa Rica, then back to Germany. Right. Uh, But you don't remember coming from Africa to Germany, it was, right? I don't know. No, you don't remember now. Yeah, you were small. She was three and a half. When we came to, first time when we came to Germany, she was three and a half. I wasn't small. No. I was young. But you still remember the Kita Pelikan? Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. do you know when you you know when you have to go from one place to another and you too will you know what are techniques you use you know to to arrive is there something you like to do once you kind of come to a place and it's all you know new and i often feel uncomfortable with new situation how, how about you what did you do did you have strategies around that I'm my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Be in the apartment all Yeah, time? well, the thing is when I arrive somewhere new, it's I don't know if it, it used to be like that, but now it is. Yeah. If I arrive somewhere new, I just want to find a place where I can just throw myself on the bed and just just do my own thing for a while. Aha, comfort zone bed. Is that like you like yes. lying down? Mm, I like that too. Well, how about you, Uli? Do you have strategies to arrive to a new place in all the travels you did? Yeah, I have strategies when I was traveling a lot, moving, let's say, every few days from one place to another. Mm. I had my, um, I had a kind of batiks with me, mm-hmm. which I bought in, in Indonesia. And then the first thing I would do when I come into a new place, into a new hotel or pension or something, I put the buttocks on the on the walls with some needles or nails mm. or whatever I could get some glue, and I tried to make it so as cozy as possible. I put all my things, I packed all my things out of the backpack, mm-hmm. and arranged them around the room. And then within within a couple of hours, I felt I felt at home. So Chira likes to lie down, and then what kind of stuff do you do when you lie down? Is it like dreaming or playing? Or where do you go well, when you go inside? Well, sometimes I just fall asleep when I'm tired. Or sometimes I just use some electronic device that I can use without being in the internet, like playing games that don't use Wi-Fi or such. Hmm. Or I just go into my own thoughts and just answer yeah. questions that I can't answer. Because like? there is no answer to. I've Do you no remember idea. coming here to Berlin to live with us? With yes. Yes. 
I still remember that I was very small. <laughs> you were very small, and the first thing she did, Uli, she just lay on the bed, indeed, and then she was just like <sighs> sleeping. I think 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and accum accumulating. Yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant way to arrive somewhere. Mm. Um, to, to just get a rest for me, it was always, oh, it is still, when I come to a new place, I try to get rest also with other people, uh, with some locals there, with a, can be an owner of a kiosk or the near, near bar or the man who sits behind the lobby. Or I'm just trying to get into talk and make a walk around the, the building where I live in and slowly, mm. slowly um, increase my radius. Mm. Walking, so. I find it interesting because you both know I'm super into Ayurveda and I'm kind of look at the world through all the elements. <laughs> and Shira, if I might say that, you know, she likes to ground herself. She is an earth person, you know, she likes to be earth, she likes to be grounded. Like she gets in touch with what's really around us in a way that she lies, lies down. She's lying down, and then she she can feel herself. Can you feel yourself when you're lying in bed? Is this yeah. Like, yeah. And what you do is you go into the space around you, and you want to make contact with the space, and you want to create the space around you. That's super interesting. How about the foods then? What do you do about the foods, the two of you? What is it? Well, the first time when I arrive and there's something, well, I can make something to eat, then it's always the thing that I'm like, then it's always like something that I used to eat a lot in my home before this one. It's like pasta <laughs> yeah, or like just something that I just love. And then when I just move, then the first thing that I eat is that what I used to eat a lot. And then I develop like, then I start eating something else that yeah. is more suiting to this place, but I still eat that what I love the most. Like in Costa Rica, what was your favorite food? I have no idea. <laughs> Did you Mango? It, it was still pasta, it was not <laughs> gallo pinto. It was not the national food, so we didn't like the beans so much. Uh, beans I still don't beans. like beans. Yeah. And that's not a good thing when you live in Costa Rica. You have to love the beans. But you can love the fruits. That's what I heard. You we had a big mango. No, not one, two, like three, two, three, four. In the end, we had three. Yeah. In the end, we had four. Okay, if we count the small ones, yeah. Well, we had four mango trees on our lot, and we the kids that used to live there, still some of them still, um, we used to always go to all the mango trees in the whole place. And just climb on the trees and get the mangoes. Oh, juicy! <laughs> and did you like eating the mangoes? Yes, they were. We just ate them with the shell, even if they were green. Yes. We still love green mangoes, and I still do. Does it? Is it not a little bit like you? You not only want to eat the the fruits that are there, but it's almost like stuff. Did you ever notice that you know things you loved in one country? didn't really you didn't really love them in the other yeah yeah for example apples apples why like apples. in costa rica i didn't eat so many apples because i didn't like them they just didn't taste good mm. and we also didn't buy so many apples and we didn't have apple did we have an apple tree 
No, we didn't have an apple tree. We didn't even have an apple tree. There, there mm. was, uh, apples would not grow. No? They yeah, grow we, in, the, in the high places. Yeah, and they just didn't taste good. So I didn't like apples there. So as I moved to Germany, I didn't eat so many apples at the start. But now I just love apples. It's also, I think that the apples there, maybe they didn't even objectively taste less than in Germany, but... It's not the uh, it's not in the air maybe because they don't originally yeah. come from there. It's not it's not in the air and you don't like it. For example, when I came to first time I came to India, <coughs> I I just went out and into a local restaurant and ate thali, mm -hmm. and it was so many different dishes on this on this silver plate, and I just dived into it with my hands and fingers and it was such a beautiful adventure. Although India is quite dirty outside, but you have a you have a washing basin at the entrance of the restaurant, and here I hardly eat thali. Mm -hmm. and there every day I eat thali. So not only maybe the food and the spices, also the whole preparation kind of preparation is special to a certain place. Do you have a strategy for our listeners? Well, what do you do when you get lonely when you move to a new place? Or you meditate? He says. Maybe it's something simple like music or well, music link with something, someone. Stop, stop. <laughs> so when I feel lonely, I just music is then my escape route, like to loneliness. It's just like I grew up with music, so music is just like almost like my parents yeah. somehow. And like if I'm lonely, if I'm sad, if I'm happy or angry or such. Music is always my friend. <laughs> and how is it your friend? What do you love about music? What does it make you feel? Well, there are different types of music, like rock, pop, uh, musical and such, yeah. that just express sometimes how you feel. So I just listen to the songs that I know that express how I feel. Yeah. And then it helps me uh -huh. just to get along. That somebody else expresses the feelings you have or that you feel like you can't express your own feelings at that moment? Both. Both. Yeah. What's the stronger one between the two? There is no stronger one. No? It's it's the combination of somebody is saying how you feel. Yeah. And, and so you feel united with that person, with yeah. the singer. And then there is like, I can't express how I feel and then someone else expresses how I feel and... Mm -hmm. It's complicated. Yeah, well, no, I, I totally relate to that. I mean, music expresses a lot of my emotions beyond the words. You know, it, it expresses a little bit like the inner, like in Ayurveda we say rasa, the juice that flows through us. And it's kind of like the, it's the swelling of the tides and the ebbing of the tides with the music. Like you feel like you're in a big ocean when you listen to music. So when we talk about fear, what's your biggest fear? The internet. <laughs> the internet is your biggest fear. Because there's the deep web. I'm scared of the deep web. The, the, the place where all the dead things are in yeah. the web. Because you don't know what is there, what someone you what someone created and that it's like there and some people just take it out of there and then it's in the world. It's like the monster on the bottom of the sea. The, yeah like the deep web it's like yeah. it sank to the bottom of yeah. the sea yeah yeah and i'm scared of it but it needs somebody to pull these things up who could be that person 
YouTube. <laughs> Like YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, there are all people, there are some people that go can go into the deep web, just yeah. take something random out of it and just talk about that. And then I'm just like, why? And then what happens when they talk about stuff? Is it like silly stuff or can it make you, you know, like can it ruin your life? Or? Nothing of that is silly. That's all scary things. <laughs> For example, I'm not sure what scary things are. Uh, well, there is one one person I know that talks about things that were deleted and now are in the dark web. And there mm -hmm. are games that are in the dark web that have to do with murdering, with abusing mm -hmm. and such. And yeah. he talks about that. And yeah. one time I he talked about a live stream, a live streamer that killed himself in the live stream and uh, I'm scared of that <laughs> and the thing is that that video that because you can download live streams mm -hmm. that video was posted on YouTube and in different lands uh, countries that video still exists Uli, Uli has this uh, interesting story about Shira can we tell something um, about you when you were little and you saw something that frightened you that was to it other people in, not real, but it was to you in that very moment of time. It was in Kenya, still when you were very small, I think you were about a year old or something. Mm. And I was working in school and we had a project, we made a film. And I was making the film with, a, with, a, with my pupils and um, one, in one scene I always I also played in this film. I was driving a car and then I had to stop suddenly and I crashed with my head on the steering wheel and then I was dead in the film. And on the next scene we had some tomato ketchup and put them around my, my forehead. And so this was the last scene. And I remember us uh, sitting with some friends and family and watching the film the first time and you were sitting on my lap. And when this scene came in the TV, you started to cry and cry and cry. We, I could hardly, I could hardly get you away from the crying because you were sitting on my lap and said, "Look at me, I'm still alive. It's, uh, it's just a film," and you, you didn't stop crying. So it was the same reality than sitting on my lap. What do you do when you're scared? What am I doing? I, the last time I was scared, I don't know if you call it scared, was when I had this uh, theater in school. Mm -hmm. And I had to, to, to go onto the stage. And there stage were, fried. Stage fried. And there were 500 people there. I knew it behind the curtain. And so we had to go up on the, on the staircases and take our seats on the table and to, to wait for, for the curtain to go down and, and to make our scene there. And I was frightened even before going up the stairs. And what I did was there was music somewhere in the background and I just started to dance. And I conquered it with my body, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So bring my body into action, feel my body. I'm there here, so no, no reason to be afraid. Everything is there. Nothing will. Amazing. <laughs> that was that was Amazing. working more or less. Yeah. And what is your biggest fear? Ooh, I just thought about it when you put the question up. Um, I don't know. As I said, the the last fear I had was such a more or less trivial thing, like going on the stage mm. and I don't remember any any more fears in the last years I think there were no really real fears are you afraid of dying no 
I'm not. I, I mean, I can say it now very, very easily. Because I'm, I feel very healthy. But mm. okay, there was some time ago there was a thing with a, with an X-ray that showed a shadow on the lamb, mm. and I was there. I was afraid of dying, yeah. really, and it, uh, it showed that it was an error. It was, it was not real. But there I was really thinking, oh my God, what uh, will happen? Mm. But I, I didn't think so much about myself that mm. I would be vanishing or something. I also don't think of every every evening when I go to sleep that maybe in the morning I don't wake up. But it was more than it was more like whom do I leave behind? And they will have now maybe they will be sad because I'm gone, or they will have some problems. That's the thing. Or whatever. It's That's the thing. You're when someone asks you, are you scared of dying? Hmm. You say no, but. Actually, you're not scared of yourself. Then you're scared of the people that right. will be still alive. Because right. if you die, you don't feel anything. You could yeah. feel it, but yeah. when you're then dead, you don't feel anything. But all the people that were really close to you are like crying, and it hurts, like extremely. But it, but it like doesn't matter to you because you won't feel that the other people are are crying. Yeah, but the other people. Well, you are scared before you are dead. You are scared how the other people would feel that were close to you. And you know that they are still alive and they will still have to live with the misery and cry at your funeral. And mm. That's why this song from McGinnis Flint. No? Mm -hmm. I don't know that song. What song? Oh, when I'm dead and gone, I don't want nobody to moan. I don't know that song. No. It's beside my grave. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> I don't know that so song. it would be best for the people that the people would celebrate, but the people will be sad, and this is, I think, the this, the, the fear of death. That's you. So here's my last question to the two of you, if you're ready for it. Um, what is um, a superpower or a super tip you want to leave for the listeners you know what do you what do you what do you want to give to our listeners for the idea of you know like stabilizing your life when you travel a lot or whatever thoughts on dying we talked a little bit about dying or what can they do what is your what is a tip you want to share i think they should like if you're like a really young age you could die any minute but i think they should just not think about that right now yeah and also not if you're older or such you should just wait until your thoughts just combine something else and just give you an answer don't uh -huh. force yourself to think about that and give yeah. yourself an answer just you will wait learn. yeah your thoughts will kind of come to you that's what you're saying yeah aha uh -huh. Yeah, it's what, what Shira says. I can absolutely agree to that. Just uh, trust. We don't have trust. Often we, we try to control things. Yeah. And we, we try to control our lives. And uh, I, I, I'm amazed that Shira in this young age already has this, um, this clarity there that you, you cannot control. I mean, life happens to you. You, yeah. you, don't, you don't make it really. Life happens to you. You can steer a little bit and so trust the trees also trust they don't think yeah yeah shira has this amazing gift right about like alchemy how you said it? Alchem alchemist 
alchemist. She's an alchemist. She's an alchemist. She can transform any situation into a positive situation because it's shit to gold. Yeah, shit to gold. She she knows how to just be in new spaces. That's her superpower in my eyes. I wanted to thank the two of you for taking time today. It was a real joy to have this conversation. And to the listeners, let us know if you have questions for the wires in this family, Shira and we. <laughs> if you enjoy listening to my podcast, please consider to become a patron at patreon.com slash Alexandra Kreis and pledge your donation 